0: People, how are you going? I hope you're all feeling amazing as always. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I've had a couple of weeks off. I'm ready to get back into it. Um, before we go ahead with this episode or podcast or whatever you want to call that, I got a little bit of uh, information for you. We've started a Patreon. Uh, what we currently have is only one tier. It is a virtual chip tip. Oh, what a God! There we go virtual tip jar it's quite hard to say a virtual tip jar so if you'd like to help us continue doing the bo- podcast and continue having awesome conversations and that kind of stuff as well as other things we've got planned for you uh, or you know just if you like us and want to give us some money you can go in and give us a monthly tip all those things I will put the link to that in the show notes if that's something you'd like to do but for now uh, I'm going to let you go and listen to this fortnight's episode which is an awesome conversation I had with an amazing woman by the name of Denise Litchfield go ahead have a listen and then I will jump back in at the end with my personal takeaways from that conversation off we go it's computer recording Hello, awesome people! Welcome back to the Good to Go Pod. I am sitting here with this awesome person who has come into my life, and I'm so very grateful for them. Her name is Denise Litchfield. Denise, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Thanks, Joe. It's a
1: pleasure to be with you. And even though it's probably 15 minus 15 degrees where you are, it's uh, about 25 degrees oh, in Sydney where I am.
0: Late oh, summer. I'm so sad.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, well, let's see. I arrived. I am a psychic and a medium. So that means I speak to dead people and speak to live people cool. as well and do readings so cool. and teach other people how to use that intuition for themselves in a way that makes sense without having to wear crushed purple velvet and string a mine of stones around their necks. But oh, really? I was an aerobic <laughs> instructor. And I was in the, worked in the fitness industry for twenty five, uh, too many years. Wow! Too many years.
0: Wow! <laughs> and you know that is the reason why I have come to have this conversation with yeah. you today, or why I sought you out to have this, this chat, mm. is because you had you did work in the fitness industry, and you are also from my hometown. And in my head, yes. I've painted this picture of you teaching in gyms that I went to, and you know I think you've sort of yes. become you're probably one of the people who I looked at and went oh I want to be like you when I grow up kind of thing <laughs> even though we're actually not that far apart in age but anyway um but you know I, I came to the fitness industry in my late 20s um mm. you know it's not something I did straight out of school. so did I oh cool um yeah so, well let me start there how how did you Get into the fitness industry. What was that defining moment when you went? Oh, I want to go be a fitness. Oh, wait, what kind of what? Oh, that's a whole other question. What yeah. kind of person were you in the fitness industry? And I
1: okay. Well, originally I was. Yeah, I was a frustrated dancer. Oh, okay. So so it goes right back to me wanting to do ballet as a kid, and my mum telling me that my neck wasn't long enough. And that was why she wasn't going to send me to ballet classes, which was a throwaway line for a very busy mom, I'm sure. But, you know, it stuck with me. I thought, well, I can't really go around my neck. So I, I didn't really start dance classes until I was earning my own wage. And that's one of the first things I wanted to do. So from, you know, 18 to like mid twenties, I was down at Sydney Dance Company and doing their classes and doing every single class I could possibly find and realizing that well a career in dance has left me by because I'm way too old for that now wow and I thought oh but look at aerobics everyone gets to wear ballet shoes because we did we did aerobics in those yeah, flat
0: in those yeah shoes with, with the, the sole and the no hip, nothing support, in between and
1: no nothing and we jumped up and down on concrete floors and I, my yeah. first gym was uh well, it was Healthlands in Bondo Junction and okay. also that really funky one down in the middle of the cross that was yeah. City Gym. Oh my
0: god, City Gym. Yeah. <gasps> oh my <Yes>. God. Oh <laughs> I'm, I'm Back sorry. Back in the 80s, okay. I'll just so, let your mind just yeah. you know. Anybody from Sydney who grew up in the eighties and nineties knows about City Gym. And you can yep. all just go there for a second.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It was grungy. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, so I was going to those classes and wearing my sweatpants as you do and my leotards and uh, no support in my shoes jumping up and down being very balletic about it and I thought oh my goodness I just oh I want to do that Mm. you know Mm. frustrated dancer and um, so I did my atch course which was the fitness leaders course that everyone did and Went my, paid my money and did my course and I got my first big break when a colleague uh, did her cruciate ligament okay. skiing
0: yep. yep and I'm like
1: awesome i that's why I never wanted to ski because that's what happens to you <laughs> so I got my first break teaching at another gym called 1812 fitness center in St Leonard's yep and um,
0: know that that's one. when It'd I started
1: right, right. Yeah. it was an old squash court yeah. you know and it was grungy. All the gyms were grungy in those days, except for Health Lens. And, um, and that's when I started. And I just loved it because of the creativity. Mm, mm. Uh, because I was a dancer, I could choreograph my own stuff and where you so, go.
0: And so, you know, again, I guess aging it all a little bit here. Mm. This is when aerobics, in inverted commas, so the choreographed moving, mm. topic,
1: uh-huh. was
0: huge. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we're talking Jane Fonda yeah
0: yeah 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 that's wow so cool and you know Mm. and videos and all that kind of stuff it was like I even when I when I did my fitness qualifications you know I I actually I had a boss who turned around to me and he said you know you're much more employable if you can teach classes as well if you're a group x instructor Uh, Mm -hmm. because I I did my certificate in a gym trainer and then Mm -hmm. he's like yeah you're you're much more employable if you can if you can teach group x so Mm. i went and did my group x instructor now i'm not a frustrated dancer (laughs) i wonder (laughs) why by by any stretch of the (laughs) term um but my my inroad into fitness was actually through martial arts so i was a frustrated self-defense martial arts instructor right um but doing learning to do group x or group exercise you know you you had to learn to teach aerobics Mm. and there was there was no other option there like because what i and what i do now is is circuit training basically Mm. um, and functional training and you know it's that's become a whole different thing Uh, Mm. but that wasn't even really an option way back in the in the dark ages so i had to learn to become an aerobics instructor which was you know i used to (laughs) we used to call it joe's dodgy aerobics and it was the most simple moves but everybody loved it because it was easy and simple it was easy and attainable absolutely so but getting back to you (laughs) because that's why we're here what was your experience of learning to become and like obviously you became a group x instructor Mm. as a specialist rather than a, a gym trainer no, experience yes. experience of learning how to how to do the choreography and and, and all of that oh it just, just
1: came naturally to yeah. me it, yeah. it did and I had a um you know I'm a bit of a nerd science nerd and I went on and did oh. a, most of a bachelor of science in human movement as well
0: awesome. Awesome.
1: till I realized I didn't need it because I had the perfect job <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, I kind of geek out on a lot of that stuff mm and the anatomy and physiology was amazing. Mm. But it was really the dancing and the choreography and the music. And I used to make my own music because the, back in the day, there was no, it was analog tapes, by yep. the way, you know, back in the dinosaur era. And eventually I got a job, I was employed to create
0: the music for the fitness industry. Wow, really? Mm. So, so when so, I was buying pre, pre-organized CDs for my step class, you were yeah. the person who made them.
1: No, I was back doing the cassettes. So the cassettes. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, analog, that. not digital.
0: Oh my god!
1: Yeah. So, but so that was really where I, I shone, and I really I loved it. Mm. I loved it. But you know, I was never skinny. Mm. Okay. Never skinny, and, and um, that was always a you know an issue for me. Yeah,
0: because and here's you know, and if this is. The real part of the conversation for me mm. as somebody who straight up just says i was never skinny and you know when i think aerobics instructor i think jane Fonda in the 80s i of think course. and we all know about jane right well, yeah i know oh i know she had the the liposuction and the, the you know there's anorexia yeah. and bulimia for years and how did that affect you in your position as a as an aerobics instructor? Like the, the pressure. It was to, tremendous to be pressure. A, a particular image. Tremendous. But I put myself
1: under that too, mm. you know. And I know that when I was super, super fit, um, I was at my goal weight and you know, like less than 20%
0: body fat and well, all the rest of your, it. But what was, was your goal weight? What was your goal weight?
1: Oh, I can't even remember now. Okay. But I know that I was running 10, I was running the bay. So I was running 10 Ks yeah. and I loved running cause running was really good for my head. Yep. You know, I would yep. salt the problems in the world out and um, then I'd be running around the opera house too. Cause I used to have a gig teaching in the Navy gym. I would teach a few classes in, yep. in order to use their facilities and have a shower. So I'd, you know, do that. But, um, so running was, I was peak weight, but that wasn't, you know, I'm naturally, I'm not, you know, I'm a German girl. I'm yeah. I'm not going to ever be whipped thin. I'm always going to have some meat on my bones. And um, I remember one day, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't big, but I was never going to be that classic fitness instructor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I remember I worked at the uh, a gym called Chatswood Fitness and that was a particularly bitchy
0: gym <laughs> yeah it was I'm sorry you know. like, I, I've been there I have worked right. out there I have done i po- possibly even done one of your classes at Chatswood Gym like it's a yeah. scene yeah right yeah
1: it was and there were we had our share of anorexics we had a woman there mm. who would steal your food that you know the, the staff room fridge You put your food in there and it would be gone and she would deny it, poor lady. Mm. I feel sorry for her. Um, And anyway, so I worked there and it was particularly snarky. Mm. And I remember one day I was coming because the only way you could access this is in a lift. And there was, a, you know, there's always the queens of the clients, you know, the ladies that are the the special set. And this particular woman, she was revered or feared, depending on, you know, what your viewpoint was and I was coming upstairs, I was working a full shift, coming up in the elevator, I had my lunch, and she said to me, shouldn't eat that. She said, you'll get fatter.
0: (gasps) No! Yeah, and I was
1: like, no, and I'd be downstairs in Woolies, um, this is a big shopping center, and I'd be downstairs in Woolies doing my weekly groceries, and people would walk up to me and look at what I had in my shopping trolley and and go oh look at that ooh you know and it was um was full on i know i didn't have an eating disorder clearly
0: yeah. never
1: did but it was what do you pressure. do with like that
0: yeah what do you do with that right so as somebody who's working in in an industry that is for all intents and purposes promoting health and fitness right promoting That's people so to be their best <laughs> yeah. what do you do when you're facing that much judgment on a daily basis
1: well, I can see why people have eating problems. I Mm. really can or work Mm. out or, or do these other weird things, the things we do to ourselves. Right. Mm. Um, I, I didn't let it bother me. I knew I was going to be, I was always going to be the shape I was going to be, but I also knew that if I really wanted to get ahead, I'd have to be skinnier. Yeah. Wow. Oh, just breaks my heart. Mm. (sighs) You know i'd never be picked for the primo i actually already had the primo job but I, i'd never do a tour or do another video or i remember i did one video and i look back and I thought oh my god i'm so chunky
0: oh I'm speechless it's not okay yeah it's totally no. not okay and it's not okay looking back on that now with a few years like and yeah with I'm 2020 sorry. vision 2021 vision um mm. What would you What would you say to yourself if you if you could Oh, that's a good question. If you could go back and have a chat with yourself in that moment where you've got somebody telling you if you eat that you're going to get fatter, what would you say to yourself?
1: Well, you said I could use one f bomb
0: and use it wisely. This is where I, this
1: is where I'd use it. Yeah. I I yes, but you know, she she got to me at that one point in my self esteem that was the Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm so um i and i have to say i was in my late 20s i didn't feel particularly good early 30s i didn't feel good about myself mm. you know which is why i was there thrashing you know i ended up getting plantar fasciitis because you in order to make enough money you got to teach x amount of classes yeah and so
0: da, da, da. that's my next question there how many mm. how many sessions a week were you teaching i was up to 21 21 sessions a week
1: yeah well, some of them were circuits yeah so you know the circuit
0: circuit classes were a big goof off yep yeah
1: yeah
0: and to, and some of them were
1: <laughs> no and some of them were body sculpt classes so they were the lie down and wave your legs in the air which all the ladies loved yep and so it wasn't all 2021 20, classes but boy yeah I was
0: running a lot.
1: backwards and forwards
0: yeah it's a lot mate it's a lot Mm. like I you know I I think about here in my own studio I teach 16 sessions a week personally wow and that's and you know it's all circuit training so I I physically don't do that much in terms of instruction um but that's that's enough it's enough for me oh yeah well, it's, and it's the mental and emotional,
1: mm. you know, like in Chatswood, you know, cause it's a huge room. There was, they could fit up to 110 people oh. in a class. So I'm herding 110 people at 150 beats a minute. Oh God. And making sure there was no train smashes.
0: <laughs> Excuse me, coughing. There's uh, no train smashes. I love it. But, you know, but th- I, you know, I have another question there though. What does that yeah. feel like? Because- it, what comes into my head when you say that is I had a stint lecturing at the massage college and that fellow anatomy nerd here. Um, mm. I was uh, awesome. yeah, lecturing at the massage college, blah, blah, long story. But I had this moment in, in a class where I just sort of went, I looked at, it was a pause and I looked around the room and I had 34 grown ups standing there, eyes wide, mouth open, absorbing everything I was saying. Mm. And I actually thought to myself, I could say anything right now and they would believe me. Mm. So make sure you're saying the truth, Joe. <laughs> well, no, that's a bit of a high in itself, isn't it? it is. But and that's that's my question. Like when you're hurting hundred mm. what was 120, 150 people Damn. or whatever. You know, and they're doing, yeah. they're following your choreography. What does that feel like? Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Which yeah. is why you keep turning up and doing 21 classes, because there's a yeah.
1: big ego boost there
0: yeah
1: big yeah, ego yeah. boost and you know
0: so th- there's all of that as well yeah. and but, mm. so you know again looking back on it though what oh, would you describe this lifestyle as healthy look at then I thought I was the healthiest ever mm.
1: healthiest ever and back then it was the days where you know these things go in phases but Back in the day when I was uh, in the fitness industry, it was um, fat is bad, carbs Mm. are good. Mm. And now it's fat is good, carbs Carbs are are bad. bad. (laughs) So anyway, so yeah, I thought I was fit as. Mm. And you know, I had a partner who was a personal trainer and then I worked for the company that put on all the classes and the championships and all the rest of it. I was like, couldn't have been happier. Mm. But my head, when I look
0: back at it, not quite a good place. Mm. And yeah. you no, know, so for you now, what what does healthy look like these days? Oh, healthy looks like you know.
1: I, God help me, I can't set foot back into a gym again. I just yeah. can't. Yeah, I can't. It just drives. And I was never into doing weights. Even when I was training for the championships, I couldn't. It's just, oh, what is the point of picking something up to put it back down again? I just did not get it. <laughs> but So now uh, healthy is yoga, healthy is bouldering, healthy is a Zumba class where I'm going to be the oldest person in the back of the room, but I don't care. Doesn't matter, right? Yeah. And healthy just means just kind of making sensible choices, but it's okay to have a glass of wine and a Tim Tame if that's what you want too. Like I'm not into depriving myself. Never was, which is why I was never skinny. Yeah
0: and then so so many questions just rolling around in my head right now there's a transition there from mm. working in the fitness industry being at the peak of your career being mm. you know working for the the top people having the life mm. Mm. And that's not what you're doing now what no. happened what what changed what what was the I thing? burnt out. Yeah,
1: okay. I was doing, I was doing teaching a million classes, producing aerobic music, producing so many tapes and the company I worked for, bless them, they, you know, they had their own issues, uh, but it was also the, the culture in that workplace was work, 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 work. Mm-hmm. And um, I would sometimes do all nighters in the studio, cutting up the music and all of that. So I'm teaching, I'm recording, I'm producing, and I'm also teaching the teachers
0: mm.
1: how to do it. So I burnt out, and I remember sitting in the sound, little tiny little sound studio in Forestville with my engineer, thinking, you know what, you know, this is a padded cell. I must be loony doing this.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I realized I was burning out, and my my headspace wasn't good, and I knew I had to attend to that. So I, that's when I got into aromatherapy and massage, okay. yep. funnily enough. Yay. And I went and did my um, diploma of remedial massage mm. to, to bridge out of that. Yep. Still yeah. taught, still loves teaching, but I, I kind of got out of the whole hamster wheel.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm. And what, what uh, how did that feel? Was it relief or was it a different kind of pressure? Yeah, it
1: was. No, it was a relief. It mm. was like, oh God, get me out of here, you know. I'd had enough. And really, I was at the peak of my career and in my industry. There was nowhere else to go. Mm.
0: Mm. And I
1: kind of thought, oh, I've done it. This is this is awesome. I've done it. This is great. Mm. What now? You know, and I knew I had to for myself explore the inner me, because, you know, the mm. aerobics and fitness is all about the outer you. Yep. And I needed to put some attention on the inner me to balance that out. Yep. And so that was what, you know, again, anatomy and physiology nerd, then massage was great. I ended up working in a gym yep. because um, you pound, you know, the poor people there need that massage and you know exactly what to do and you know how they got that stiff neck and that stiff forearm
0: so
1: exactly. it, was, it was great makes mm. you the
0: perfect package actually I said that mm. to a client the other day I had a client in here a PT client and she's like you know I'm wondering do you know any massage therapists and I'm like actually you know I do this is somebody who works <laughs> here by the name of Joe." <laughs> and she's like are you a massage therapist I'm like yes I am it's the perfect package yeah. I make you sore and then I fix you that's right um, get on the slab amen, yeah, yeah, man I love it and I because I find it a lot no that's not where I'm going with this this statement yeah that the fitness industry in itself is not a long-term plan no you mean for a career yeah yeah oh
1: yeah no no but
0: but nobody tells you that nobody tells you that nobody tells you that it's a very short-lived career um And, you know, I I had a a friend of mine sit me down last year, or I can't remember now, uh, and say, I'm thinking about a career change and I'm thinking about getting into personal training. And I just looked Mm -hmm. him straight in the face and went, it'll break your heart. Mm -hmm. Don't do it, you know, unless if you want to get into it because you're having fun working out, it will break your heart. Mm -hmm. You have to do this. If you're going to do this for a career, you've got to do it because you want to help people. And that's the key thing. That's the only, mm. only way of staying in it for an extended period of time. Mm. I think anyway. I know.
1: Yes, I had a friend who used to be a fellow fitness instructor and she stopped for a while because she burnt out and she waitressed and she said, you know what the best thing about waitresses is? You don't have to motivate them to eat their food. It's like, <laughs> two more bites, two more bites, one more
0: bite, yeah. You're like, oh, I love it. <laughs> you don't have to motivate them and they pay you to eat <laughs> yeah i love it yeah. that's hilarious because and around about the same time i had a friend who had a mentor in the fitness industry and her mentor sold her business um because and i believe the quote was she was sick of being a therapist in trainers yeah did you have i mean because you're doing group x do you still have people coming up and using you like a confessional kind of thing? No, because I hated people. (laughs) I love it. No. You fit in here perfectly, by the way. Yeah, no, I just,
1: I I was really shy. So Mm. the, you know, and it, this happens a lot with shy people is you put them on a stage and they have a role to play and they will shine mm. but you take them off that role and I, as soon as I've done my class that's it I was like, off. Oh, I, mm. I didn't I didn't do that but my, the, my partner who was a personal trainer you know he would say like oh they'd, they'd bring you up and they'd say I ate four biscuits yeah you yep. know sobbing four and and yeah but he had a lot more patience than I did so okay. he was well attuned to that and he was a people helper at his core which gave him the longevity but yeah no mm. we are I think fitness people have that role it's maybe personal trainers more mm. um, where they they can they think you know a lot about the physical body so they assume you know a lot about the emotional body
0: yeah some of us
1: do some of us don't <laughs> yeah I don't know. I didn't catch that module in
0: my course. No, anyway. <laughs> no, that comes through life experience, I think. But yeah. uh, you know, like I and I quite famously recommend people when they walk out of here go and eat ice cream, um, mm. and or you know have a glass of wine or have a beer. And it takes people uh, a while to get used to me saying that, because you know, when you engage a personal trainer, my focus is supposed to be to help you lose weight. And I can't remember the last time I actually told a client that they need to lose weight. Um, Mm. And in fact, I had a client the other day who was talking about their doctor saying it. And I just looked at them straight up and say, I will never tell you that. Mm. Because that's not what I'm about here. You know, Mm. we're about helping people feel good, be healthy, feel strong. Let's not stress about it losing weight so mm. you know look again again looking back on your career in the fitness industry and transitioning out of all of that i know it's stressful i'm sorry so creepy talking about it after so long oh yeah bringing it all back up i'm sorry i'm sorry not sorry that's why we're here um yeah you know and how how much of a role did No, let me rephrase that. How much discomfort did it cause in you? I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, How much discomfort did it cause in you, this whole focus on being skinny and the whole focus on what you're eating and all of that? Like it's, for me, it's a a total mismatch and it's unhealthy Mm. and Mm. it it leads to disordered eating patterns and that kind of stuff, you know? Mm did it naturally cause discomfort in you or was there something different that happened with you in that? Um,
1: It did. I was never, ever happy. Mm. I was always that person that was, you know, five kilos heavier than what they wanted to be. Mm. But I didn't have the, um, you know, I still loved eating sweets and, you know, so I hadn't really reconciled that with myself, which is another way of saying I wasn't happy in my skin, Mm. but, you know, I don't know that it's the, the pressure to be skinny. If it wasn't the pressure to be skinny, it would be the pressure to be something in another career. Because I, the headspace existed. It's just the fitness industry was the template for me to beat myself up about not being,
0: <laughs> not being good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, fuck the fitness industry. Sorry. Oh, that was my F bomb. I only get one. one. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, censors. I didn't. I bleep it out. Maybe. Well, it, it isn't.
1: But you know, it's, you could say that to, about any industry. When you mm. really look behind, you pull back that curtain. Mm. You know, there's there's a lot to be said for the good stuff as well. But yeah, mm. you know, and we're young and we're ambitious and we're all excited about life. And you know, yeah.
0: but it's you know, and I think one of the things that I've I've heard in there a little bit is that. Uh, and particularly when we're young, it is all about how everything looks on the outside. Yes. It is. But then at some is. point you've got to go inside. You've got to do the personal. Yeah.
1: Thing. Yeah. Which is why we have Instagram, you know, because yeah. it's all what it looks like on the outside.
0: <laughs> I know. How do I become how do I become an Instagram famous personal trainer? <laughs> mm. oh. this never, you got a this dog, your happen. dog
1: might have better yeah. chance of being an
0: Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's never I'm quite I I as a business owner I have this argument with myself every week it's like you've got to post on Instagram and I'm like yeah but I can't be bothered no I I can't be (laughs) no no I agree oh I love it so then because we're all about being who you are and finding your true self and eating ice cream and drinking Mm. wine and and having fun how do you Mm. go from being at the peak of of I mean, obviously there's the massage thing there. But how do you go from being Denise Litchfield fitness trainer extraordinaire to Denise Lichfield psychic medium? Psychic.
1: Well, I didn't really plan it. Hmm? But I guess when well, now that we're talking about it, the thread was I needed to find out more about me. Hmm. And and certain things were coming up for me in, in the fitness industry where they were like red flags, inner mm. red flags. Like, no, mm. you, you need to go sort this out. You need to what? go sort this out. So, I, well, I, I ask, was getting the
0: panic red flags? attacks.
1: Okay, I was. I was I was getting panic attacks, okay. and I couldn't work out these overarching senses of doom, and I didn't know what was going on, and um, so I did what every sensible girl did. And, pack up and went and lived in byron bay
0: naturally years. naturally i
1: found myself but i opened up a massage clinic there and aromatherapy massage um studio bricks and mortar and everything in byron bay back in the day when you could mm. and um just it you know but we, i did the classic byron bay you know go find yourself thing mm. And still ended up teaching at there gym when you want to talk about ratty gyms Byron Bay gym was Ratty. Now, I have to admit I've never been to the gym at Byron Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so I still couldn't leave it alone but I, I still loved teaching. Mm. So it was it was that inner journey and, and I was mid-30s by then, 34, 35 when I left mm. the fitness industry. Sydney, a uh, fitness Inner network and um, left. Mm. So that was the inner journey. And that eventually took me to discovering the intuitive process and learning to be a medium. And, you know,
0: ta-da, mm. ta-da and here you are today. And <laughs> how much healthier are you today than you were back oh, then? I think I'm
1: probably the healthiest I've ever been mm. right now you know, and I'm 60 and I'm mm. feeling pretty good about myself mm. and not only mentally, but I guess when you get older, there's a lot less, you know, what's given, you learn not what not to sweat about, mm. you know, thank God turning 50 was awesome because it was oh, permission good. to just be me. No, you'll love no, it. When I you need to hear that. Like, you know what? <laughs> when I turned 50, I got all this ink. Yeah. I finally went blonde because I wanted to be blonde forever. And I just went, you know what? yeah
0: like this zero yes. yeah. and for the yeah. listeners denise is making a particular finger I'm holding up yes particular yes. fingers
1: yeah um so yeah healthy physically um healthy mentally healthy emotionally mm. and healthy spiritually now too
0: mm. Mm. i love it that's awesome and you know if you could advise somebody who was sitting in a position where they're like I something isn't right in what I'm Mm. doing in my chosen career what would you Mm. say to them about you know what's the next step there don't wait till it does your head in yeah okay because I think
1: I was burning out and the panic attacks were were because I wasn't listening to my intuition hello I wasn't listening to the red flags I wasn't listening to the hang on a minute your boss is earning 40k more a, a year than you, yet he's doing you know what, nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: you know, don't. All I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm just going to throw in a hashtag smash the patriarchy kids. Let's go. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah don't get me <laughs> right, um, we can go there. We can totally go there if you want. Oh, you got a whole other hour. Yeah. One of, one all of, it I'm out. I'm just going to throw uh, one, one of the things about moving to Sweden is I. Struggle when I go back home now, with uh, the patriarchal attitudes, the entitlement. Oh God, It doesn't insane. happen in Sweden, does it? Uh, you, look. I, of course, it happens here, but it for me is my experience of that is I see, I see it more, mm-hmm. uh, and because I'm allowed to see it here, whereas back home. You're not allowed to see it. You're not allowed to call it out. You're not allowed to say, "Hey man, stop mansplaining." Hey man, that's what I deserve to get paid. Hey man, you know. Oh, oh no,
1: yeah, I, no, so, uh, yeah, I ended up having a, a someone put in above me that knew nothing,
0: mm. but
1: was paid a lot more, and uh, who actually wanted my job. So you know, it was like mm, time to go. Yeah. So yeah, I would say then. I would say to wrap it up. Listen to that. And then work on, you know, your self-worth. Because if, if something is undermining your sense of self, yeah. you know, nothing is going to, no five kilos lost, no pack. No one is ever going to fix that. Mm. You know, nothing. yeah. And I'm pointing yeah
0: that's it you know Mm. and i have to i have to tell you you're like the internet just kind of wigged out a little bit there go the australian yeah dude yeah totally wigged out but (laughs) we get the message so true so thank you that's awesome i totally needed to hear that today as well i'm just gonna sit in that for just a second it's awesome yeah self-worth i love it i think we might wrap it up there awesome i think that's a nice good conversation place. that feels like a good natural place to finish it is there anything jo. you have burning that you might want to say though no i think i think we're done
1: i think i think it's healthy on the inside is probably a lot more important these
0: days yeah absolutely mm. thank you for your wisdom that's awesome thank you joe denise if people listening want to get in contact with you, how can they do that?
1: Oh, they can search for me on Facebook, I suppose. That would be the easiest. DeniseLichfield.com is my website, but who goes there, right? Most I people right. go on
0: Facebook. Yeah. The Facey. Yeah. I will put some links up in the show awesome. if people want to go and, go and seek you out. Um, and mm. I will say, and full disclosure here, Denise is an amazing psychic. She is one of my mentors and I love her. Um, so, you know, if you're wanting to have a chat with somebody like Denise, seek her out. Denise, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been an honour. Thank you for delving into First your past with me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Ciao. Hi, guys. How you going? What an awesome conversation that was. Uh, I've just sat down and re-listened to it. Um, and I... You know, it's funny when you're in the middle of, of, of doing these things, you know, you, my, my mind is working so fast on listening and understanding and also trying to come up with questions at the same time that relate back to what we're talking about, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, that I, you know, I get so busy in my head that I forget what we talk about. And at the end of it, I just sort of sit down and go, wow, that, I know that that was a good conversation, but what did we actually talk about? And then I sit down and I review it like I've just done and I remember what an awesome conversation that was so again thank you very much Denise for coming on and having that chat with me it was fantastic to be able to spend some time going back down memory lane uh, about coming up through the fitness industry in Australia in the in the 90s for me um, and you know talk about <laughs> gyms and that kind of stuff and, and learning how to do fitness training it was awesome but You know, getting getting back to my takeaways and getting back to the actual purpose of the the conversation in the beginning is to, you know, my my goal with not just this conversation but a lot of conversations we have is to help people understand that a lot of the time things are not what what they seem, uh. You know, and particularly when it comes to our health and fitness, you know, we're we're given a really particular uh a vision not vision image that we should be striving for constantly and the media surrounding it is sort of designed to make you feel bad for for not striving to live up to this image that's been put in front of you and you know it's crap <laughs> basically you know i i want people to be able to take a big deep breath and relax and understand that your health and fitness is actually a lot more about getting in good movement, about feeling good in your body and about feeling good in your head. You know, the more I have these conversations with people, the more I talk about things, the more I hear how important it is to be, to, to make that connection between um, physical, mental, and emotional health, uh, you know, and to give yourself the space and the time to explore that. And I guess, you know, my big take, I've written down my notes here, my, my big takeaway from this conversation is getting to know your self-worth, do the inner work and, you know, be healthy on the inside. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. And something else that I've been in my head whilst I've been waiting to, to do the editing on this particular podcast is um, one of the, when it comes to doing the inner work and that kind of stuff. One of the, the reasons I do what I do, and I, I love doing what I do, and one of the reasons I think why people come back and, and enjoy what we do here is because I do do the inner work, and I encourage you to do the inner work, and part of that inner work is listening to and working on my intuition, um, which, and that is the type of work I have done with Denise, and I'm very grateful for her mentorship and leadership in that area for me, because it gives me, uh, you know, it helps me be a better trainer, basically. Um, So, you know, yeah. So I'm always grateful, very, very grateful. And I, you know, anybody who's uh, done work with me will know how much I will encourage you to work on your own intuition. So guys, I will leave you with that. Thank you very much for listening. Just a small reminder about the Patreon. If you do want to go in there and leave us a, a little virtual tip on a monthly basis or whatever that is, there's a link in the show notes. You can follow the link and, and do that for us. There will be more stuff coming, uh, more online stuff and some more tiers. But for now, that's where we're at. So thanking you for that. Um, oh, and a shout... Ooh, no, I almost forgot. Sorry. We do have a Patreon. His name is David, and I'm going to give him a shout out. Sorry, I meant to do that at the beginning. I will get used to this and I will do it at the beginning of the next one. Sorry, David. Thank you for being my Patreon. And uh, yeah, other than that, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, guys.